tonight I'm going to talk about the comeback, right? So we'll see how this goes and see what the Lord says out of it. I didn't get very deep into my message out there. I was really getting good, but about the time I got good, I had to shut down. So, so anyway, with COVID and everything, they thought this was appropriate because last year's summit um, was really tough. John Baker, the founder of Celebrate Recovery, had passed away unexpectedly. His son took over and filled his shoes. And right after that summit, he was hit with depression. And so, you know, it was just a lot of things. And it all set everything up for the comeback. So, as as you know, if you've ever been a part of Celebrate Recovery, you know one thing we love to do is we love to make acrostics. All right, so every time we come up with a word, we've got a lot of words to go with it, right? So guess what? I got an acrostic here tonight. So I'm going to take y'all to celebrate recovery tonight with me. So, all right, so come back. The C stands for call on Jesus. Amen. How many of y'all need Jesus? It's like I said outside a while ago. I stump my toe daily. All right, so I need Jesus at least once time, uh, once a day. Yes, Jamie, I probably need him 15, 20 times a day. You know, now I'm picking on Jamie, but, but we need to call on Jesus. I mean, every time we get into the tight spot, every time we let that coworker get to us, or, you know, every time that temptation of that nice cold mountain dew comes along, we gotta get, we gotta call on Jesus. Just give me strength. You know, give me strength. Get away from that. The next one is O, right? O stands for obey and do. Amen? The Bible says, the Word says, to be hearers of the Word, but to be doers of the Word as well. What happens if we just hear? It plainly states, if we just hear and we don't do, that becomes sin on our part, right? We're supposed to obey that Word. We're supposed to follow what that thing says for us to do. That's what Jesus came for. That's what He died for, was for us to obey and do all His statutes. And then M is meditate on scriptures. All right. Now I struggle with this one because I have a hard time getting myself still. I have to, I have to almost tie myself to a chair most of the time to get still long enough. But meditate on them scriptures. You know, it's funny to me that I can read a scripture and somebody else can read scripture and we can both sit there and meditate on it and we both hear two totally different things. It's all just because God is so good. He has different jewels for everybody. For some, He has an emerald. For some, He has a ruby. Some, He has diamonds. You know what I'm saying? There's so many jewels hidden in this Word of God. And so that's the reason we need to meditate on those Scriptures. And so E stands for expect your comeback. All right? I don't know what you need to come back from. All right, you know, there, there's tons of things that we need to come back from. You know, maybe we need to come back from depression. Maybe we need to come back from overeating. I don't, I don't know what it is that you're dealing with or what you need to, but expect your comeback. Matthew 7, 7 says, knock and it'll be open. Seek and you'll find, right? Uh, ask and it'll be given. So with that being said, let me ask you this question. What are you expecting from your comeback? Because you're only going to get what you expect. 
right? How many times you heard the preachers say, turn your expectors on, man. What are you expecting? What are you expecting here tonight? Are you expecting healing? Are you expecting deliverance? So what are you expecting from your comeback? I mean, think about that. It simply says, Matthew 7, ask, seek, and knock. It's going to be given to you. So you only get what you expect. So the B in the comeback is bring others in. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. You know, this is a real good one. I like this one right here. That's what we're all about. This is what the church's purpose is, is to bring others in. Not only we try to bring others in, celebrate recovery, you know, to help get them over or through whatever they need to get over or through, but we bring others in because I need them just as much as they need me. This is a brother and sister. This is a family. That's one of the things that we say in Celebrate Recovery. In fact, you know, I'll say it right now. Hi, y'all are my forever family. If you don't like me, get over it because we're all going to heaven one day. So you're going to have to put up with me for an eternity. So, you know, I'm just telling you now. But, yeah, we're forever family. This is what we do. We bring people in because we build the kingdom of heaven, right? That's what we're for. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pull the souls out of the darkness, right? And the, the, the thing is, the enemy wants to isolate us. He wants to keep people out there. If he can keep them in a box, if he can keep them hid in a closet, if he can keep his foot on their head where they're in the manhole and can't get out, you know what I'm saying? If he keeps his head, then he's got us, right? But when we go and, and reach out and grab somebody and bring them in, bring, start bringing them into the light, start breaking them free, you know, then we help bring him. And then A, I, B and A to me go together. A says ask for help. How many times you tried to struggle through something by yourself? I imagine every one of us is guilty of that, right? We have all, I know I'm bad about it. I am bad about it. My wife. I'll tell you, I am bad. I'll be fighting through something, and I it'll be like you can almost see me and whoever wrestling, you know. I'll do a body slam and an elbow drop, and, you know, she'll be like, what are you doing, you know? But ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help. And that's what the enemy tries to get us to do. Ain't nobody understands what you're doing. Ain't nobody understands what you're going through. Nobody knows what you're thinking. Nobody knows what you feel like. That's a lie. That's a lie. There's nothing out there that Jesus didn't deal with. I just need to make that statement right there. There is no addiction. There's no pornography. There's no drug. There's no alcohol. There's no anything that Jesus hasn't already dealt with. He hasn't already defeated. It's done. It's done. So, you know, we just need to help bring everything out. We just need to be willing to ask for help. I like this scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures right here. Ecclesiastes 4.9. Two are better than one because they have a more satisfying return for their labor. If I can get somebody linked up with me, if I can go walk somebody arm in arm, you know, it says two are better than one. It also says further down in that scripture right there, if one falls down, the other can help him up. That's exactly what we're supposed to do, church. That's what we're supposed to do is help one another. I mean, we're not supposed to... You know, just because somebody dresses different than me doesn't mean I need to shun them, right? In fact, I probably need to go to them. I need to be the one to step up and say, 
Nobody else is going there, but I will. So we need to be the church. All right? And then C and come back. Commit to your comeback. What good is your comeback if you're not going to make a commitment to it? If you can't make that commitment, if you can't make that step. You know, and there's been so many times I couldn't make that step. You know? But sooner or later, you you know, like I said at the beginning, you know, when they first started Celebrate Recovery, I couldn't make that commitment. Them people were crazy. I wasn't going in that group over there. I'm sorry. They're crazy. They're mixed up. I'm not. You know, I'm still good. My right. My thing is right, right? So, but once I got involved with it, it's like I couldn't get away. I couldn't get away. So I had to make that commitment. Psalms 30. Commit your way to the Lord. That's counted as righteousness. If you're following that word, if you're doing what the word says, if you're doing everything you can do, it doesn't matter how right you are at doing it. This ain't a game of who can do it perfect. This is a game of just playing the game. And as long as you're playing the game according to the rule book right here, then you're in righteous standing. And that says that light will shine on you. And your judgment, that's the thing I like right there, that judgment is no longer damnation but it's grace and it's mercy and it's peace. It's a light as bright as the noonday, they say. So it shines and then people know it. And when they see me, they know there's something different about me because of that light shining on my life. And in K, this is one of our favorite sayings in Celebrate Recovery, especially when I get a newcomer. Jamie will tell you, I like to tell newcomers, keep coming back. I like this saying. It's one of the sayings that we use sometimes around Celebrate Recovery. It says, if it works, it works if you work it. It won't if you don't. I like that saying. That is simple. You can't make it any plainer than that right there. If you're willing to put in the work and the time, it's going to work every time. But if you're not willing, it ain't going to work. It's kind of like going out there. Your old car engine ain't running good. You go out there and you do couple minutes of work on it, oh, well, I guess that thing will never run again. But if you're committed to making that thing run, you'll work on it long enough, right? But if you're not, it's not going to run long. All right. So, Colton, put up my first picture here. i got a picture for you. Can you all see that? It's kind of kind of dim up there. Everybody read it okay? All right. So be honest with me. What's the first thing you read? Yeah. You don't matter. Give up. <laughs> Mac Owens done that to us at Celebrate Recovery. And that's, that's the first thing. That's exactly the first thing I saw whenever he put that up there. That's a billboard somewhere he's seen somewhere up around Colorado. It says, you don't matter. Give up. But actually, it's supposed to say, you matter. Don't give up. So who read it the way I did the first time? Uh, as soon as you look at it, right? That's the first thing because we're right to left, right? Or left to right, you know? So we read it that way. And like, I don't matter, give up. Oh, that's, that's encouraging, right? Wow. Jeez, somebody really thinks a lot of me. So, <laughs> But you do matter. You do matter. And so many times, I, I, I can't tell you, there's many times in my life that I felt like I didn't matter. 
You know, most of the time I felt like I was kind of like a piece of gum on the bottom of somebody's shoe, you know what I'm saying? You know, but that's the enemy. That's the way he does. That's the way he works us, you know. So he wants to make you think that you don't matter, but you do because here's the thing. The Bible says that God has written out every day of your life. He has a plan and a purpose for you, and he has a need for you to be in there. You know, I heard it described one time, and I love this. Uh, love the way this is uh, described, but the Bible is a giant tapestry that's being woven, and your line is in there somewhere being woven. So just imagine these beautiful tapestries that you see if your line wasn't in there, if your color wasn't in there, if your picture wasn't in there, what that tapestry could look like. It'd have a blank spot. It'd look like somebody pulled the thread out out of the tapestry and then you'd have a missing spot right all right so the enemy wants you to quit he wants to try to isolate you he wants to get you off alone and stuff but here's the truth we were never meant to walk this road alone just like i said a while ago two are better than one because you can help the other one up we were never meant to walk this alone and sometimes what that looks like in recovery and sometimes what we say is we need a partner and so, in Celebrate Recovery, this is one of the neat things that I like about it, is because my partner is not my wife, right? Because there's things that I need to share to a man because she doesn't understand what a man understands. To be honest about it. And there's things that she needs to tell to other women because there's things that I don't understand about women things. God made us that way. So you don't like it, ask him. All right. So, but that's what I like about it because I, I got Brother Donald is one of my uh, accountability partners. I mean, when I feel like I need somebody to talk to, I go talk to Brother Donald or I call Brother Donald. That's the way this thing works is we got to be accountable to one another, right? We got to hold each other accountable. So, I like this. Mac Owen said this in, in one of the summit talks. He said, if you're alone with your own mind, you're in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> Trust me, if I get alone in my mind, I'm in a really bad neighborhood. You know, I can get way back off in the back 40 and nobody find me for days. You know what I'm saying? I can get out there, you know, because what happens? We get in there, we get to thinking, and we get to talking to ourselves. And next thing we know, what we're talking is what the enemy is talking, and we're totally turned around, and we're backed up, and we're way back there somewhere. Police department doesn't even go back there no more. They don't. They, they quit going back there. You know what I'm saying? So, if you're alone with your own mind, you're in a bad neighborhood. And when you're there in those spots, your chances of failure are tremendously high because I don't have nobody to hold my feet to the fire, so to speak. That's what my old folks used to say. Nobody's there to keep me accountable. Nobody's there to talk to me. Nobody's there to help me. That's the reason we have to walk together. That's the reason there has to be two. You know, that's the reason we don't walk this road alone. So, all right. Now, first thing is, honesty has to start with me. Right? In recovery, one of our lessons says the first thing we have to do is we have to be honest with 
ourselves. And then the second thing we have to do is be honest with God. So right there, those two two are hard, right? I got to be honest with myself. In other words, I got to admit to myself, dude, you are so screwed up. You are such a mess. And you're a mess because you got yourself into this mess because of the way you used to think. You know what I'm saying? And then I got to be honest with God, like it says. Not that he doesn't already know. He already knows how jacked up I am. I tell him in recovery, I'm jacked up all kinds of ways. If I stood here all night and told you how jacked up I am, we'd be here for a while. You know what I'm saying? But we had to be honest with God. And another thing in recovery, that's the accountability partner side of it. We had to be honest with someone we trust. So I've got to be honest with myself, with God, and with someone I trust. Because the Word says to confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. The only time, I, I use this analogy all the time, uh, how many of you guys ever cut firewood or been a carpenter or you know anything like that? Anybody ever got a splinter in their hand? Right? If I don't take that splinter out right away, what happens? gets infected it festers right so what's going to happen if i don't do something with that infection and i let it fester i'm going to get in a real bad shape really quick right staph infection end up in the hospital all kinds of things can happen right that's the thing if i'm not honest if i don't as as i like to say if i don't get that splinter out and i don't start getting that poison out of my system that's what it is it's that wood and it's that body trying to fight that wood out If I don't get that poison out of my system, then it starts putting me in a bad way. So I got to be honest. I got to do that. That's the only way. We confess one to another, and we're honest with one another. It's the only way to get that out. So when I feel like I'm slipping, when I need someone to hold me accountable, I I need to go find someone. I need to find someone I can trust. And, you know, many times, you know, you think we run to our pastors, but sometimes you can't always run to your pastors. Sometimes we just need to find a close friend that we know is not going to go tell the world. I'm just going to say it like that. I don't need somebody who's going to go tell all my business. That's only going to make matters worse. I need someone that's going to be confident, going to be quiet, who's going to say, you know, what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? So, Romans 11.6 says, And since it is by God's grace, it can be a matter of their good works. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a gift of grace but earned by human effort. In other words, if I don't do it, if I don't use the gift of grace and I try to do it on my own, then it's not grace. It's a human effort. All I did was score a brownie point. Well, what good is that? Brownie points are no good. Grace is good. So, with accountability and honesty comes freedom. So, truly you know if we we are held accountable and we are truly honest like it says we start drawing the stuff out of our systems and there comes freedom there comes healing there comes peace into my life and so when that happens there's no shame in coming back that's the thing we keep saying remember the k on comeback keep coming back as long as i keep coming back i'm going to keep finding peace i'm going to keep finding healing 
I'm going to keep finding what I need because Jesus is going to make sure it's there because all I got to do is ask Him. All I got to do is knock. All I got to do is look for it and He's going to bring it to me. So, so there's no shame in coming back. But the shame comes when you don't make it back. And I'm not talking about just celebrate recovery. I'm talking about just coming in these doors to church. If I don't come back to church, it does me no good. Yeah, I can sit and watch it on TV, but I'm not interacting with people. There is nothing like interaction with people. You know, that's that's the thing. And that's what the devil tried to do with all this COVID mess, is tried to break that interaction. So, But we have to be interactive with people. We have to be face-to-face. Yeah, I can FaceTime people, but that's not the same. That's not the same. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident in this very thing, that He, which began a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We've heard this scripture time and time again, a hundred times. Once you got saved, once you started following after Jesus, once you started doing right, so to speak, Jesus started working in you. And He started changing your heart. He started changing your life. He started changing things. You know, I like to use this analogy a lot of times too is I see God standing over a chessboard. He's not playing with the devil because he ain't, the devil ain't even got a chance, right? But God's moving this piece to heal this piece so we can make this move so that we can be free and conquer here. So, He began a good work, and he's not ever going to quit. If you can stand the pull, I'll use this outside. If you can stand the pull, Jesus will pull you through. Brother Jerry used to say that all the time. And I told him outside, there's been times I felt like I had a team of horses tied to each arm. And my legs were anchored in concrete. I thought I was going to be pulled in half. I'm sure some of y'all felt the same way. But he won't stop. Alright, so there's four things we need to do to be honest wrap up with this I got about as four out there in the parking lot so the four things we need to do to be honest is be truthful number one be truthful like I said be honest we got to be truthful right we can't just leave out the good parts you know we got to tell the whole story you know your story is not a real story if you don't tell the whole story and the only way you get a whole or complete healing is to tell the whole story, right? You leave part of the cancer, it's going to come back. Ephesians 4.25, put away lying. Speak truth with everyone, for we are members of one another. I said this, we're a church. Church is a body, and the body has parts. And we're all a part of the body, right? So... In order to heal a part of the body, then every part has to be open and honest. It has to function together. Like I said, as long as you leave part of the cancer in there, it can come back. Alright, number two is take responsibility. Like it or not, you done it. Okay? You can try to tell me. It may be hard. You know? What is joy? George Washington said, I cannot tell a lie. We need that mentality. 
We need that mentality. I cannot tell a lie. I need to own it. I need to be responsible. Proverbs 28, 13 in the Passion Translation says, If you cover up your sin, you will never do well. Think about that for just a second. If you cover it up, you never do well. But if you confess and forsake your sins, you'll be kissed by mercy. In other words, you'll bring healing, you'll bring health, you'll find those things that you need to find that God has for you. Third thing we need to do is be transparent. We need to be an open book, so to speak. And that's the hard part, right? We don't we don't want to share everything in our lives, right? You know, we don't want to tell everybody that we got a size eight and a half on one foot and a nine on the other. You know, we don't want nobody to know all our messes, right? But we need to be transparent. First John 1 8, if we say we have no sin, <laughs> we are fooling ourselves and we are strangers to the truth. It's best if we say we have no sin, it's best to say we've never known the truth, really. Because we're lying about it. We're lying, right? And then the fourth thing we need to do is we need to be accountable. Accountability has kind of been the theme through this a little bit tonight, but be accountable. In other words, here again, own it. You know, if somebody calls you out on it, then take it. You know, the Bible says we're to gently lift one another. If we catch a person in sin, we're to go to them, right? We're to help bring them back in. That's what this walk is all about. We're to help keep each other accountable for everything. So be accountable. Proverbs 6.23, For the truth is bright beam of light shining into every area of your life. We have the truth. The truth will set us free, right? It just says right there, it'll be a bright beam. In other words, like I said outside, you ever had that aha moment? Or you ever had that moment? I've never had this moment, but you ever had that moment like on the movies, you're sitting there and all of a sudden the clouds break open and a bright beam of light shines down on you. Oh, you know, I've never had one of those. So I'm waiting on mine. I don't know where Jesus is going to get it. So. But it's a bright light shining to every area of your life. In other words, that light's going to show you the things you need to see, where you need to work, and what you need to do. And it says, every area of your life, it says, in instructing and correcting you to discover the ways of godly living. In other words, what we need to do to change things, you know? Hey, when we all first got saved, we didn't do things right, did we? We was out there trying to save everybody, lay hands on everybody, heal everybody, and we probably scared most of the county away, you know? So, but as we read the Word, as we study, and as that bright light shines upon our lives, people see that we actually know what God wants to do in our lives. And then they can, they're willing to help. They're willing to let us to help. So, well, I guess I'm over. Colton's trying to play me out here with music. So. But I want to ask you tonight, what do you need to come back to? I had a whole lot more there. Come back to honesty. Come back to faith. Come back to worship. Come back to Jesus. What do you need to come back to? You know, if there's something you need to come back to, then, you know, I'm going to say the altars are open. You can come here and we can talk about it. You know, 
if you need to come back to a heart of worship, you know, sometimes it's just hard to worship. When you're really struggling, sometimes it's hard to worship, you know. And I, I thank God for people like Stephen and Amanda that, you know, they're just awesome praise leaders, worship leaders. That, uh, but, you know, worship is more than just a song. Worship is our act of service. What we do, how we do, you know, there's, there's everything that we do is a service and an act of worship to God. So tonight, I don't know what you need to come back to. I know I need to come back to a lot of things. I need to come back to truth and honesty in, in some areas in my life. I need to come back to faith. So I don't know what you need to come back to. But the altars are open. If you need to come talk to Jesus about it, you just come on down. And uh, we can pray with you. But I'm, I'm done with that. So, But just, just know that coming back, just because you come back, don't feel guilty. You know, we all stumble in the ditch. We all fall sometimes. You know, every time we get our boots muddy, it's every once in a while. So, the Bible says, a righteous man gets himself back up. So I'm encouraging you to get back up. Whatever it is you need to get back to, come back to, get back up. And with that, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs>